Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe Podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett Hess. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Big week of super motivated individuals. A lot of positivity in this week's um rogan's joined as always by my sidekick co-host garrett what's, what's up, up guys man? beast of a week beast of a week really really the beast so he i was first turned on to him by my friend eli's youngest daughter who's nine sloan and she had me watch uh a video he did and i had no idea who he was but she's like you got to see this guy where he rented out like a uh a fast food joint that was empty, I guess, and then just gave away burgers and money. And it was actually quite interesting. But again, I had no idea who this person was. Learning that he's, what is it, the biggest YouTuber ever? I believe he was last year. And that's what he was saying, too. He's like, how do you outdo that? But yeah, he he was. What do you know about this guy? Um, Well, up until today, I've just heard about him via word of mouth to be honest i never really sought it out but after i listened to him i went and did some research and i wa- personally watched that squid game video that they made reference to that was pretty amazing to see that that dude put that much thought and that much like production into a video it's p- pretty amazing to see what he's done you know dude that shit was dope i didn't even watch the original uh, me neither. Squid Games me, thing. No, I've never you? seen it, but I knew the I knew the idea. But it was right, still I good. It was pretty entertaining stuff. It's like he's taken YouTube to that point where you just make your own Hollywood. I guess that's it's, it's how it's, you know right. I mean? He's like, I don't need anybody else. I can do it myself. So what does he have? He has two hundred million subscribers. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, but as far as something yeah, close to that, something crazy. Joe's Damn. like what. Let's look him up. Real Joe's quick. like, what if you had every single person or whatever? And he's like, that's kind of the goal. But at the same time, you, after listening to this interview, you know how like genuine this guy is, and he's it's a nice character that he has at such a young age too. You know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And the fact that he said, what did he say? He dumps all his. Um, oh, I was playing a uh, Mr. Beast there. Sorry. So ninety-one million subscribers on this one channel. I guess he yeah, has he's a bunch got of multiple. It's probably how it works. Multiple okay. angles. All right, but right. still, I mean, that is you know getting close to the population of the United yeah, that's States. Pre- that's big. Period. And he was saying it's all over all kinds of different countries and different languages and stuff. Yeah, it would have to be. It would have to be. Wouldn't Obviously. that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very fun. The stuff he does is fun. I like. Um, you know, when I first heard about him and I'm watching him, you know, give away all this money and all these kids are loving this and watching it, I'm thinking, is that, is that like good? Is it useful for kids? I mean, fun is fun, right? So I I don't expect kids to, um, necessarily be learning and improving their lives by like cartoon and YouTube videos, but it is nice to know that he helps those charities feeds people gets all those turkeys that's really cool um also puts all his money back into his videos not not that that's necessarily like um 
so much an admirable thing, but like he's not balling no, out of control. Like Joe was saying. He's not just going out there with Lamborghinis no. and and whatever else. He bought some expensive right. shirts. But you know, you gotta spend you gotta spend a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, those those shirts are nice. But uh yeah, I it's he doesn't desire money. That's what makes it the easiest thing for him too, obviously, because he said that when you're chasing it, Joe is like, When you're not chasing money, I think that endeavor becomes a lot easier, yeah. I mean, he's been completely obsessed with this since he was right. eleven. Like I think back to being 11, there was very little that I was completely obsessed right. with. I mean, imagine what you can yeah. build if you do that. And even his breakdown, I've never thought about YouTube or, like, making YouTube right. videos like or what it takes <laughs> right. to make something go viral. Um, but listening to his process, yeah, and he's pretty, in, like, fascinating. Yeah, he knows all the ins and outs of YouTube. It's, <laughs> he doesn't... He, even asked him about certain subjects. I can't forget. I can't remember what it was. Certain movies or something. And he's like, "Was it on YouTube?" Because it's like only, fr- <laughs> he's like right. only frame of reference is YouTube at all. It's like, wow. He has no I idea. Mean, he's like, "I've never yeah, seen that." Is right. that YouTube? I I mean, you got to get good at something. He said he's been obviously put in over a hundred thousand hours to this, so he knows what works and what doesn't. And he was even saying how he has those videos out that he's laid out, and he's like, "All the information's out there for anybody that wants to go." make this happen he goes i've laid it out pretty nicely now he's not saying it like cocky or anything he's just saying if you want to do it it's there yeah well he did say a hundred thousand hours that seems like too many hours (laughs) ten thousand i believe but a hundred (laughs) thousand so a hundred thousand hours divided by 40 which is a week is 2,500 weeks. Yeah, that's a lot of weeks. Well, yeah. I mean, divide that by... 52. Um, year, yeah, so that would be 48 years. I don't think that he did that. <laughs> He's 23, so maybe... Probably a different not. clock. But either way, he's put a lot of time in. Let's give him 10,000 hours. How about that? Let's give him 10,000. That's right. reasonable. Um. But, yeah, that that whole thing about obsession, I mean, and they even brought reference to it. Like, thank God he was obsessed about yeah. YouTube and not, I don't know, basket paint, weaving. Paint. Like, I don't know what the h- highest end of basket weaving is, but I don't know paint. if it's going to pay off Painting the same way. bowling balls. Yeah, this, like, it, you get that, oh, that's you it. Get that yeah. laser focus on stuff, and I think that's what made Joe so successful, what he did when you become obsessed with something. You can you can get real good at it, I think. But when you have your mind like scattered, it, I I think that's kind of where you have to weigh the pros and cons of what you spend your time on, and you got to kind of really make that the laser focus. Obviously, no right. doubt. And you know what's really interesting too is how he went about it. Like he's analyzing all these videos, paying attention. To what is viral, what's not, the thumbnails that he was talking about. But then he got a group of like-minded people doing similar things, and it was almost like exponential right. then. So it's not just him learning from his mistakes, but he has a whole team of people that are all doing similar things, increasing their videos. They're like, okay, that one right. worked. Let's all follow that right. path. So pretty so cool smart stuff. and he was talking about how he was mentoring one of those kids that or i don't want to say kid but another youtuber 
that was doing really good with the thumbnails and he like increases revenue from something like 24,000 a month to like 400,000 a month in a matter of like six to seven months. And he was like, the way I learn and, and, and develop these strategies is I test out the, he's, I mean, people come to him for information and he's like, okay, this is how you do it. But he's like, a lot of it's just in theory. And then I, and then I tell them what to do and they go do it and it pans out or doesn't. But a lot of the time it pans out for the positive. So he learns from that situation while at the same time mentoring somebody and making them richer is more or less a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I like how he's doing it too. It's like, um, even though he wants to be the best, he wants to have the best, like the most subscribers, mm -hmm. which I appreciate. He's also willing to make people, um, really yeah. good at this. So then he gets to learn more through them. Like, Oh, I didn't have to try that. Yeah. They did it. I can focus on my yeah. videos and get success. Out of it. There's a, if young YouTubers are out there, and got a chance to listen to this. I mean, what better right. thing to learn from than that? Yeah. He just gets more and more good ideas, too. It seems like he's constantly coming up. He's always getting pitched, I'm sure, too, with the with the outreach he has at this point. But he was talking about that um, the burger shop that he started. That you could like get the uh -huh. get the ingredients, yep. and then I don't know. He was talking some crazy numbers right out the gate, and he always talks about scaling things up. And I think that's such a smart thing to do, you know. You always have to think at scale. Yeah, he he definitely has a shitload of ambition to where he's going with this and, like, what direction. So all of the restaurants were, what did he call it, virtual? Yeah. So they're just burger joints that get the ingredients, know how to make them, and people just order yeah. it online. So he doesn't even have to have locations. Right. Yeah, he said they're starting to just now start to do brick-and-mortar locations. But, yeah, that was accurate. Yeah, hmm. you can just order the ingredients yeah. and order the menu, and they teach you how to cook it and prepare it, and then you sell it, and you, you keep the vast majority of the profits is what he was saying. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any in both <laughs> for sure, but I bet there's one close to you. That's you should true. try it. Let us know what you think. There is one out here. Oh, there. In a, yeah, in near Venice, of course. What did you think about, what did you think about him having Crohn's disease, and he just said it so nonchalantly, and then he just kind of came back i was like dude that's a character moment right there to just bring it he brought it up and then it wasn't like not that you should stand back and be like oh oh my god he just kind of you know what i'm saying he he just said it in passing and he's like i didn't play baseball because i had crohn's so i kind of focused on youtube yeah and, and he did mention a lot that like that's right. life and which kind of comes back to the overarching energy of the whole right. episode which is just this hard work, dedication, massive passion, and also kind of like, you know, helping that people. That seemed to be that modality. seemed to be the underlining thing. I mean, he talked about that turkey situation, too. That was a pretty cool little drive he put together. He raised up those 10,000 turkeys to hand them out during Thanksgiving. He's like, we don't always do that, but <clears throat> those are cool little events to do for a dude that with his age and what's going on, he, I think it comes down to him really wanting to do good things for his community and the people. Yeah, no doubt. Didn't he say he had that guy work for him that could be making a yeah, ton of money, did, but works right, for free. That was, that was pretty awesome. I will say another character movie said about another fellow YouTuber was 
I can't remember what they were talking about specifically, but I just remember the behavior. He he goes, Joe was like, what's his name? And he was like, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, I don't want him to be famous because Mr. B said it. he's got his own path. And Joe's like, oh, I can appreciate that because like, <clears throat> he just recognized the platform that they're on. You know what I mean? I think a lot of those younger kids want to make it themselves in some way. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, everybody wants to get put on, but at the same time, the way he said it, he's just like, I don't want him to say it because I said it, you know? Do you think that part of that was also other people getting mad at him for not then mm. saying that's, their I name? I didn't think of that. that that's, and, a good, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, he's just like, well, I can't come right. on and say my top ten Plug favorite everybody. YouTube is just a plug. Yeah, right? It gets that, a bit cheesy if you sense. do that. That's, that makes a lot more sense. But either way, he did he did do that, so. I don't, that's a good point to look at that. Whenever you look at that platform and that reach that Rogan has, now you kind of got to pick and choose what you want to say, and it's a weird spot to be in. I'm sure everybody's coming at you the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like that he said he didn't even mind if people kind of take his ideas right. and run with it because, in a sense, that's what he was doing to mm-hmm. figure this out mm-hmm. as well. And then when he's speaking about the haters, it's the same thing as – Joe always talks about it. He's like, just right. it doesn't matter. Just keep moving forward. Like, you know, people are going to be jealous. People are going to hate what you do. I'm sure on YouTube it's like that because everybody wants to have a viral right. video. He did say, too, I think it's, it's proven itself time and time again. Haters are normally the failures. Because if, su- if you're succeeding, you have no time to hate. You're too busy worrying about succeeding, you know? That's very true. That's very true. I, w- I would... L- be curious to know who the most successful hater is. <laughs> Who's the guy that like is a hater that also did well? He somehow like monetized that's a, that's it. That's a good question. I mean, I couldn't none, none top pop off the top of my head. I mean, I bet somebody in Hollywood, a lawyer or something. That's, a, that's <laughs> right. a, a hater though. Much loved all the Hollywood lawyers. That's we I need guess. him. We need him for right. something. I I definitely wouldn't want that right. position. I don't want to be like the most successful hater. No, that would suck. You, nobody wants to be known for that at all. Like, I don't know. Can you believe that he has to take out loans often for videos? Yeah. Like, because he just spends so much of his own money and even makes a loss yeah, on some of them. I mean, that's a ballsy that's what move. I was thinking too. He doesn't look at money the way we look at money. He looks at it from a completely. He's like, if I just lose five hundred k here or make two million here. I like that kind of energy. I think you got to want to know that energy in order to have it, but he definitely has it. Well, he knows that right. it's coming in, right? So it's not like this is his life savings and he's putting out one video. Like he knows that if he just hangs out for a bit, he's going right. to make more. Um, but it's still, still a brave move. He definitely has that abundance mindset Without for sure. That was a big part of what fires him forward. Like, he's not sitting there. Because th- even Joe was like, well, what happens if they cancel your your account? And blah, blah, blah. And, he, and, and Mr. Beast is like, why? Yeah. Why they do that? <laughs> but, like, why? Right. He's, like, no. I don't have time no, to think that right. way, man. It's like, uh, you know, I, I did like right. that. I wonder what, how hands-on the people at YouTube are. I wonder what the process is, too. Haven't you kind of wondered about the demonetization? It's like, who specifically is pulling that rug out from underneath uh, I think it starts with like algorithms 
you know, that I just watching for maybe certain words that are said and titles and, and then, implications of things. And then because there's so many videos, they just have to pull it and figure it out later. And if they messed up, they're like, okay, well, you know, we checked this guy's show out. He's had five videos banned. It turns out that it's not as bad as we thought. So we just, you know, maybe loosen up the grip on this one. But I think all these social media companies are being overly cautious because it doesn't hurt them to ban anyone. But it potentially is bad for them if they leave people on that they should have got rid of. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to see how quickly we'd you, get banned i think it comes back to like oh facebook how'd you let these people on or oh, oh instagram how'd you let these people on they said these mean things it's trying to navigate what's mean and what's not and who's making those decisions yeah i don't think it's a person uh, yeah. i think that maybe somebody but could a per- oversee but a, a bunch person of had, them, to, ty- a t- had but- to type in the algorithm right and what is that like a sit everybody sit down at the table and they're like all right here's all the words the trigger words let's type this into the algorithm and then we'll all review these videos one by one or it's just like nah that just seems a bit sketch how they're deciphering what's seems like you just pinpoint but i mean they're they're trying to do it on scale so you've got massive amounts of videos right right? let's say they have a thousand employees but people are uploading twenty thousand videos a day well those employees have other shit to do so you got to set up a system that's like, all right, we're watching for this word, that word, this one, this one, this one, plus these pictures and these images, and then also copyright shit for music and movies. And the AI just has to go in and clean right. it up. That's a good point. I don't like it either. I wish it wasn't that way, but it's probably that it's just so massive they don't right. have a choice. What do you think? What do you think about? Uh, I don't know what you know about TikTok. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I, I liked how they were talking about the difference between. They've made reference to this prior too, but the different content that China has versus the United States as far as their TikTok content. Like Ch- China has like these scientific achievements and like athletic achievements, and it's supposed to be very informational. Whereas obviously, the United States is more based on videos of kids singing songs and whatnot but at least yeah pushing each other over um you know i think that it will be interesting to see how it plays out right so let's say that it's more like um a research test and after five years of doing this with the kids in china they see great improvement in their behavior school grades um interest in sciences and complex things well then other countries could adopt that kind of thinking as well well that there's probably something that seems like a no-brainer but it seems like if that was a lot if that if you have that and then kids watching singing songs the kids are going to pick that every day that's what he's like yeah they wouldn't that app just wouldn't work in in the united states well you 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 know you also have to wait to make sure it works as well so you could do that, and it all sounds good, but maybe the kids are fucking just the same as every other kid at the end of the day, but they didn't get to watch more hilarious videos. So it, it could be a downside to it. I mean, at the end of the day, things like TikTok, 
and cartoons and fun stuff for kids is like that's a break yeah. for them it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be like the time for learning like they're, they're allowed to play sure. as well so uh okay. you know i guess the problem is just people who are getting addicted yeah. to anything and that that's always going to be a problem they, they talked a bit about the oculus and right. the vr systems and like where that's going uh they what was it beat yep. saber have you played the that game. they played now this the, dude the same person that sloan who got me on to um mr right. beast so she's nine she can beat a level called expert <laughs> plus on that i am like uh maybe easy or normal <laughs> at best and it's <laughs> and i just get lost and i'm like shit she the the you can watch right what's cool is so you have your oculus on beat saber's going playing the music and if you have a phone on the same wi-fi you can watch what they're seeing right. on the phone so you're just seeing like a billion blocks fly at this person and remember she's nine she's <laughs> tiny she's barely moving her hands she's like the tiny i'm i'm swinging like i think i'm luke skywalker <laughs> it's missing most of everything ding, she's just like ding, gently ding, 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 ding. Just tiny, yeah. Just tiny movements. It's a yeah. fun game, it, but it's not. Fu- it's not easy. It's one of the better games I played on that. I think. You still stand stand by that meditation app? I, I I still have yet to do that. I've talked about it multiple times, but I just have yet to buy it, pull the trigger on it because I feel like it could take up a lot of my time. Do you have the? No, I Oculus? don't. But we've talked about it multiple times getting it, but I just wish I could test drive it just so I could get a feel for it. What I knew I was getting myself into. Yeah, um, I mean, I used it almost every day for the first six months, that meditation app. It's called right. Trip, T-R-I-P-P, right. and it's, you know, it's, it's good. If you struggle to meditate, mm. it's really good. Like, it keeps you engaged, paying attention. There's kind of a lot of stimulus in there, which I guess is, like, the opposite of really what meditation should be, but at least it, at least it's right. calming and keeps you in there. Uh, but I really haven't used it for maybe oh, a really? year you haven't gone I back think. that yeah I, I just kind of start I got out of the right. habit of it and um, I, you know and I think it, with meditation it's like one of those things it kind of comes and goes you know when yeah. you need it right and it's nice to fall back yeah. into but uh, yeah it's I don't know about all, all the right. time I want to finish up with that island yeah. they bought. <laughs> so they bought an island Put a beach on it, gave it to some guy, and he just sold it right yeah. away. That's a pretty massive. Eight hundred k, I think, is what he said it was. I mean, buy an island for. I'm surprised. I felt like islands right. would be more money, but I guess if there's nothing on it, if it's just like a pile of sand, no, and some they had trees, to import like five hundred grand worth of sand. I think he said too to make an actual beach on the island because I don't think I don't think it was an actual island. Or I mean, with oh, it didn't no. even have a beach. So he, he's like, so I, I would have assumed that that's what all, I thought too. Um, islands Not have this beaches. One, the way he said it, but either way, he said that that was like a six hundred dollar, six hundred thousand dollar L. Ooh. But he's like most of it, but most of the but, videos make money, so it's he has a pretty big window for situations like that to occur and still be able to bounce back pretty easily. I don't think he's ever worried about money. It's still worth it. I would have sold that island too. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's going to be hard as hell to get out there. You're like, what am I doing sitting with this? On the, uh, it's going to be covered in by, plastic. By in myself no time. or with three of my friends, that might get pretty old pretty quick. 
<laughs> yeah, right. A couple of a couple of uh, beach drinks, and then you're like, all right, yeah, this is boring. That'd be cool for about a day. <clears throat> Let's jump over to the next most inspiring thing I've ever heard in my life. Nims Purja? I, I think that's it. Is it? Now, have you watched 14 Peaks? I did watch 14 Peaks. I've seen it a few times, actually. Great documentary. Wow. Something special, this guy. That guy is a savage. He doesn't even look at it like that either. I think those Sherpas, I've, (laughs) we've done a a hike through the Grand Canyon, which obviously doesn't have a whole lot to, like, comparison to this. And I will say people in Guatemala helped us up with our bags, like some Sherpas. Those dudes don't even miss a beat. I mean, he's obviously an elite level guy, but man, those—that's just part of their daily life in Nepal. I think that's they're so they're just used to that as part of their culture, and he just took it to a whole new level. Yeah, some of the guys on his team were incredibly uh, exceptional. The the one guy that talked about him, like how he could even climb those peaks while hungover, so, and just went, "You have no put, idea, like how." <laughs> Putting Insane snow in your armpits to wake your ass up. Oh my goodness! I would you. Ra- I was. <laughs> would you rather do that in the heat or the cold? I don't know what would be worse. I've done a, a very extreme hikes in the heat. I don't. I do not really have any desire to do them in the cold. To be honest. Well, I think that you don't want to sweat much no. when you're doing those types of. Um, trips like obviously they're very very cold but like certain parts of your body might right. sweat and I, I'm pretty sure that that's super oh. dangerous when you're in those kind of right. temperatures your armpits are going to no, freeze um, but I also think that he's moving at a high sp- and I don't even know if he was saying at some point in time you're only taking one step every so often I'm sure he's cruising but the clients that he takes up and takes on guides how crazy is it? Have you ever wanted to climb a I was, mountain? I was giving like it a that. lot of thought. I don't think I... <laughs> the thought that goes through my head, I appreciate the accomplishment and I get like how in touch you get with your soul and all, a lot of these things. But at some point when he's climbing up the, <laughs> the mountain, I'm just looking at him. Is there like any time where you're just like, man, why why am I here? Like, I shouldn't have done... I shouldn't have done mm. this. There's like no turning back. You're just like in the in the middle of these freezing cold winds... And you're just like, I did this to myself, but I per And it's so I don't dangerous. Think- if you ended up being one of those guys that ran out of oxygen and you were up there, you must be thinking, What the There's fuck? There's so was many I thinking? variables. Right? Like why? <laughs> That's kind of the thought that I was having. It's like, Well, you did this to yourself. But I mean, I guess the idea that you can accomplish anything is a feat. I appreciate that though. I mean, that's what he kept saying that he was doing it was to prove that people that to anything that that anything was possible you know so right I'm <laughs> well but think about the type of person he is so he applies for the Gurkhas mm-hmm. which um, the Gurkhas is something I don't know a ton about but I'd heard about them when I lived in England I knew they were like a foreign special forces team that that kind of supports you know the SAS and their badass guys but knowing that 30,000 people apply for 200 oh. spots I mean, imagine the caliber of the people that that make it through that. Absolute stud savage. I'm sure that has everything to do with why he's so good at what he does. But I think he He didn't seem to have any like um, negative talk. He said, 
He was. He said yeah. that he was waking up at one a.m. to like you know how dedicated you are. He was waking up at one a.m. and doing these thirty mile ruck runs when he was like I think he said in high school or something like a young young teenager, and he's doing these runs with these rocks on his back so he can prepare himself for what's coming. And he was like, I did it every day till I was X Y Z. I think he said he had his first drink when he was twenty five. He's like, I just had to let loose, and then he started having a little bit more fun. But he said he was so so dedicated. Mm-hmm. I think he was saying like seven days a week for like years. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's a powerful individual right there. I mean, he took Goggins to like a whole different level. I mean, I don't want to say a whole different level. I just always think about the cold being a whole different level for me. <laughs> I'm used to the sunshine. Mm. And then he went on to the SAS. He joined the British Special Forces, and almost I think he was the first guy right. that did that from the Gurkhas. Or maybe I I can't remember. Like basically nobody ever Pretty did that. Pretty impressive. So yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. He did talk about something interesting that I think Joe at first didn't really understand. I know I didn't, but he talked about the difference between discipline and self-discipline, and that's an interesting thing to think about because um, I take just me. I go to jujitsu because. A lot of those guys over there, you know, expect me to show up. Like, it's kind of like a team thing. It's like you go because you know everyone else is going. It's a bit of accountability, right? So that's that's discipline. And then I go to the gym, but I have someone to work out with. On days when he doesn't go to the gym and I'm still going to go, I'm almost always half an hour later than I expected to be there. And my intensity is... 60% of what it would have been. It's just way easier to motivate yourself when you've got other people. That, but that self-discipline bit that he was talking about, when nobody required him to get up and he still did it, is something very powerful in that training. I mean, I I love that. <laughs> That's I think the, the idea that you're doing stuff when people aren't watching is got to be the biggest motivating factor like i'm working when you're not working that kind of drives me so much when i'm when i'm working out and i know how hard i'm going and i know the consistency and the accountability factors that go into getting up and going to the gym every single day and finding something to do and finding a way to work you it just puts you it allows you to choose your heart i know that's a, a thing that david goggins has said and, and people have said but it's like you choose your difficulty and the rest of your day just becomes that much easier it's it's, it's pretty evident yeah i mean and when you get say five or six of those types of mindsets together which is probably the right. team that he had because that's who he's been right. looking for I mean it's just unstoppable what right. you're going to achieve like no even if one person's right. tired who usually can keep moving. You got four other people that are right. like, let's go. Right. We got this. Doesn't matter how you Str- feel. I Get think it has there. everything to do with strong mind. You know what I mean? Like, cause like what you're saying too, if you have a community and you have people to go to, that's always like a, something that you're accountable for. But when you start becoming accountable for your own self all the time and the extreme ownership for like, this shit's not going to get done by itself. There's a certain, uh, enlightenment or just, freedom that allow that allows you in life it, it just allows that battery to be charged and also use its energy in a good way there's definitely something to learn from hearing people like absolutely. that talk absolutely for sure like even if you listen to this and you just 
you're not necessarily going out there and taking on a new challenge or whatever, but just having those right. thoughts um, when you're struggling through something or planning to do something a little bit more difficult than you've ever done before, it's nice to know that people out there have achieved that kind right. of thing. You know, they've pushed beyond that. Like, obviously, he was born with some exceptional capabilities, but he pushed hard as well. So no, no matter what shape you're in, what a position or what hand you've been dealt, you can always do another, what, always. 20% right. plus, right? You, That's it's crazy. It's cool crazy what the human mind is capable of, too, because it seems like we put so many of ourselves in these categories about what we can and can't accomplish, but we don't. We we set ourselves up before, with failure before we even try to make the accomplishment a reality. Yeah, and on the downside, your mind will also talk you out of everything too. So it's it's your ally, and it's also your worst enemy. You got to be real careful with how those thoughts yeah. are coming together yeah. in your head. And not, that's a daily that's, battle. And in that situation, climbing those mountains, when he was talking about when he takes people up, he goes, I, you have to get your red blood cells, more of them, and that's what happens when the oxygenated blood and whatnot when you're getting to those those altitudes. And he was saying how he brings people to the summit and then brings them to base camp, and then depending on how they feel, they'll either stay that, there for a day or they go to the next spot. And he's like, you kind of dictate their behavior, but I was wondering how probably got a lot of bullheaded like people up there that are just like i just want to keep rolling like if, you, if you're up there with your buddies or something and you're like all right the other three are ready to go you're gonna be like no i'm i'm, I'm feeling a little shorter breath like i don't know seems like a seems like a slippery slope when he was talking about that because that could get you in trouble real quick right i mean again you got to be smart you can't be stubborn no. in those environments you don't want to push through something in such a crazy way that you end up yeah, killing yeah, your human whole nature. Team. I mean, Mother Nature does not give a damn f about what you think. <laughs> Imagine what that does, though, just to your bonding for those guys. Like when they got to right. K two, and all five of them kind of took a moment before they reached right. the summit, walked up together, like holding each other, and then right. sang. That's, what a an incredible their, moment! Their national that must have anthem, been. yeah, that was pretty awesome. You could see the bond that those guys had together too. It was interesting that feat that he accomplished was set. I believe it was fourteen peaks. He did it in seven months. I think it was six months and six days actually, but they just said seven months. And then prior to that, it had been like seven years. I think was the soonest time that somebody had done that. <laughs> like, <laughs> talk about I'll, smashing the like, record and do this. It was, I mean, that's insane. Like, good for him, man. That's cool. I don't know. You're just like the ba you're the baddest Good. ass of the baddest asses of the Sherps for sure. And I, that, that's I, mm. that's crazy. Yeah. Good luck beating mm. that I one. I don't think that one's good. Good right. luck. Joe talked a little bit about just you know his podcast right. towards the end because um, you know Nims wanted to kind of discuss his reach mm -hmm. and all the rest of it. Uh, Joe said something that he never said before. He said that the podcast had been an education and communication with extraordinary people. Right. And I like that a lot. Like, how perfect is that way of describing Joe's podcast? And then the fact that it's number one in 93 right. countries, I'm pretty sure that's half the fucking world. 
Not a bit. Not a small reach at this point. <laughs> How many countries are in the in the world? I feel like that's something I should know. People should know this. Hold on. Let's see. Countries in the world. A lot. Do, 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 do. Se- 700. Countries of the world. Se- hold on, hold on. Se- no, no. Not that many. Let's see. How? Oh, I, wrote, I should write how many. How many? 195. So, yeah, basically that's right. half. Little under, but right. massive. What? I mean, look, we're reviewing the top three most downloaded um, podcasts on Spotify last week. That's that's Joe's reach with it. I mean, this this is the place to get your voice out there. It's interesting too. He said, uh, in in accordance with that, he took the Netflix deal, even though it was less money. But he thought that the if you put the documentary on Netflix, it would get a bigger reach as opposed to Disney Plus or one of these other ones. I think that's true. Because wh- what did he say? There's like 165 million um, Netflix, Netflix wow. subscribers. Jeez. That's a lot. Yeah. And, th- I mean, I'm pretty sure this documentary was like yeah, the top right. show for a while. For sure. So you- Yeah. <laughs> My mom was watching in England when I left, actually. She just put it on. Do you have any desire to do something like that? Fuck no. 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 I mean, I went skydiving once, and I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. It was such a powerful experience. I just don't need to be doing that. I can barely get myself to go snowboarding. (laughs) I'm like, that is going to blow my knees. I will say I'm a little (laughs) bit more... I don't even think it's old age. I'm just more mindful of, like... I don't want to hurt my knee this time, so is this worth it? <laughs> Dude, do you want to die on a mountain? Like, right. honestly. They, you're going to start to feel like a real idiot <laughs> while you're up there. Just going, what? Why? Why? It could have been on a beach. Yeah, could have been like drinking thinking. margaritas. <laughs> That's it. All right, let's finish up with good old Tom Papa and his bread. Have you made some bread lately? Tom Papa. Well, he took some to Joe. He even flew home to do it. It's a good friend. You've never made me any bread, bro. I'd break you off some bread. All right. We should should do a little bread bread making ceremony. I don't know. They were talking about... Do you think everybody's gluten intolerant to some extent? Is that real? Bread can't be good for you, can it? I don't know. I love it, but... I love it. I don't think it's that very good for Some you. Some people say they feel terrible after doing it. I, like Joe was saying, if you eat like a, he was like, I'd have a huge workout and then I eat a pizza and I, st- I feel fine. I don't feel like sick to my stomach as long as I've worked hard enough. It doesn't matter what I eat, to be honest. It just feels like my body is like, I'll take anything. You probably would feel like you have more energy if you ate something with less right. carbs. But it depends. I think it's like a timing issue. Like you've got to have a good amount of carbs in you before a very strenuous workout. As far as I can tell. I've heard that. But yeah, maybe afterwards you don't need that. Well, I usually work out on fasted. Do you always work out with food in your stomach? I think this is too different. Yeah, I don't No. I I, never do. I don't I don't work out with any food in my stomach ever. 
I can't go to jujitsu right. after I've eaten like, either. Like it's such like, a mess. Oh my god, I'm just burping a lot on everybody, sluggish. and nobody wants that. Nobody, nobody. They open up with uh, Christian Bale and his acting um, accolades, and how fucking good what that guy that? is. And not to say that that's he's like underrated or you don't think about it, but when you do go back and look at his movies and how he jumps from different weights, mm. um, different sizes. I mean, a buddy of ours, Sam, was in the pit crew for Ford vs. Ferrari and said that Christian stays in character yeah. the whole time, that, like, method yeah. acting thing, which always sounds so strange to me, but, like, maybe that's the best way to, like, really make an impactful scene that's a true art form that they are embodying so in order to do that there must be some value seriously must be some value to it but that's why they pay the big bucks i don't know if you got to be think about what you're sacrificing you literally have to be somebody else all the time like in every in Maybe every weird, demeanor right? you have to yeah that's a you like get into somebody else's body what would they do i, I wonder if you like forget a bit of who you are as well like when you snap out of it and you're just like, whoa, okay, yeah, and all that guy. That's a that's an interesting thing. Yeah, when you go home and go home from shooting all day and you go back to your wife and kids or whatever, how does that work? Right. <laughs> have you seen the new I Batman yet? How, what are your thoughts? I've heard yeah. it's good, bro. I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it. What? Who is it? Robert, Robert Patterson? Patterson. I've heard mix mix bag on that one. It's. I I always say mm. it's gonna be hard to beat Heath Ledger. I mean. I know it wasn't Batman, but the Joker was a, 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 a good second for me, but I still think Heath Ledger was the best. Yeah, that character was right. unbelievable. It, weirdly enough, though, I watched those three Batman um, a while ago, kind of back-to-back, and I would say the second one, the plot, was probably the least um, compelling. <laughs> But the character of the Joker was right. the best. Right. It, seriously, right. I, f- I really thought the Joker one was like the best right. of the three. But when I went back and watched it, like the the Bane oh, that, one, the whole story is one. brilliant. That's like V for Vendetta, v for Vendetta yeah. similar kind of storyline, I think. Yeah. I mean, those were some big right. shoes to fill, like as the right. new bad guy, and Tom Hardy came huge. in and That's a good destroyed. point. That was a sick yeah. character, too. Oh, so good. So good, dude. Oh, uh, Tom Papa's pretty upset about baseball. I don't know anything about this. Uh, What's going on? Negotiating stuff? Yeah, it was supposed to be a lot worse than it was. They came to an agreement a lot quicker than I think people anticipated, and baseball's back, baby. So, I mean, it could have gone. The players' union and the owners were having a discrepancy. That's how it always works, and they wanted to do a holdout, and they went back and forth, and they came to a – I don't know all the details, but I know they came to a resolution. So the season season's back. Mm. Is this unusual? Um, it's that... happened before with holdouts and whatnot, but I think both sides eventually see the how much money they're losing by not playing the game, and so that's probably a good motivating factor rather than sitting out any more time because each time they miss another game, that's that much money that's coming in for the stadium and the team and the jobs and everybody, you know. But how does that mess? Like, surely that messes like the leagues and the points. You can't just mess. Uh, they games. adjust it a, a, accordingly. I mean, there's a it's a big it's a long season, so they can make adjustments as needed. Oh, I getcha. All right. 
Well, I I didn't understand. Yeah. A, a I mean, I'm acting like I know how so. the, how you can restructure a baseball season. I, I couldn't really speak on it, but I know they have people in place that can do that. <laughs> yeah, I figured yeah. your brother would know. He's a big right. baseball guy. He's probably upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, they finish up with uh, some survey that says that women prefer dad bods. I wanted to comment on that. Yeah, that's what. A- Let's let's talk That's, about it. Uh, I'm, I was trying to think who would have voted for the dad bod. Um, even women with dad bod husbands do not want their husbands to have dad bods. Or you're insecure and you're like, oh, I don't want my husband to have any other eyes on him, so I'd prefer him be a few pounds overweight. Is that the theory? I don't know. I, maybe the theory is that you know your guy's yeah, not going to eat you that, if he has a dad bod. That's so what I was trying safe. to. That's what I was referring to right there. It's like the same idea, but yeah, like you're in good. You're in a good place because you don't have to worry about any other girls liking him because he's got the dad bod. <laughs> yeah, like no other chicks no. are going to be checking him out. He's less that, likely. This to is leave all me. mine, bud. This is all mine. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess it depends on on the shape of. That yeah. dad bod, but you know those women have still got to be fantasizing about guys in yeah, really good true. shape, even if they feel safer. They they've got they their dad bod guy. Bud. They want warriors. Yeah, I don't no, recommend no, dad bod. I'd steer clear that game, guys. Yeah, stay lean, <laughs> stay lean. All right, guys. Well, that's that's it for this week. A good week of podcasts. Um, we. Who do we have coming up? We have the that, the uh, Yogi. I've been getting into him already. That guy's awesome, dude. Oh yeah, the Yogi. He's great on Instagram. He's got good stuff to say. He's all he's, about the soil. So we're gonna check in with him next week. Um, I heard Kanye's oh, coming back. That'll be that'll be interesting. Gonna be big. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what he says. He's probably gonna be pretty upset with Pete oh, Davidson. I would, dude, I would he'll imagine. move on from that. He, he, his publicist yeah. is like, all right, leave that alone. Let's just move on. He, he, he's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. He's a comedian. About that. He's, he'll roast you. Uh, all right, guys. Well, again, thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate you. As always, we keep you up to date on all the latest Rogan happenings. And, uh, yeah, follow Garrett here on Instagram. All the links for everything are in the bio, the sponsors. Thank them, obviously, and your patience for, you know, struggling through those ads. I know they're annoying, but uh, we're just trying to get some money. <laughs> so appreciate you. Appreciate you as always. Please out. Laters.